Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. At the center of the gospel passage appointed for today, we find a hymn. We find a song whose purpose is praise because its object is God. As church-going people, I imagine all of us have a hymn or two that has special meaning in our lives that we particularly love. Like Mary, I imagine all of us have found ourselves feeling, at one point or another, quite overcome by emotion. I imagine we have all felt the need, perhaps in a moment of great stress, or a moment of profound joy, to sing out to God, to sing out to someone. My soul magnifies the Lord, Mary says, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. That's the beginning of her song, the one that comes to us by way of Luke's gospel this morning. And while we'll definitely spend some time with the lyrics of that hymn in a moment, what strikes me about a story that comes with a song is a feeling of resonance with what it means to feel totally ensconced by a tune or a melody, to feel seen by a piece of music, so much so that you can't help but want to sing. Speaking personally, I know without question that there has been no shortage of moments where a song has carried me when simply nothing else could. And like an old friend, I can recount endless memories where music has been there, always in my corner, both shielding me in joy and comforting me in pain. I think all of us probably have memories like these, but you should feel very free to fill in your own. Maybe it's that album you listened to on repeat after the first summer you learned how to drive. Maybe it's that song that never gets old because it transports you to a time when you were young and in love and forever 19. Or maybe you're thinking about a melody or a verse that aches with heartbreak because when you heard that song, it didn't necessarily make you feel better, but it did make you feel seen. Oh yes, O oh come, O oh come, Emmanuel, please come, please come. As I said before, I think we have all felt the need to sing out to God, to sing out to someone, because whether our song is coming from a place of extraordinary joy or heart-wrenching pain, there's a feeling that persists across that spectrum that wants company, that wants connection, that wants communion, because it knows joy is sweetened and pain is softened in the presence of another. And the gift of music, the gift of song, is that it often meets that need, because whether you're feeling high or feeling low, you can soon find your way to a song that through verse and tune, through lyrics and melody, will eventually remind you that somebody else has walked this road before, and so you are not alone. Yes, my soul magnifies the Lord, Mary says, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. The scene we read today from Luke immediately follows Mary's visit by the angel Gabriel, and with it the incredible news that she will bear the Son of God and call him Jesus. And because nothing is impossible with God, the angel also tells Mary that her cousin, Elizabeth, 
who was thought unable to bear a child, is pregnant as well. Overflowing with joy and wasting no time at all, Mary then travels to greet her cousin in light of this news. That's where today's passage begins. It begins with this joy-filled encounter. And what we are told is that when Mary greets Elizabeth, the child in her womb, the young yet-to-be-born John the Baptist, leaps within her, an infant dance that greets both God and God-bearer. Shining exuberance, Elizabeth names Mary's blessedness in the gift of her yes, a gift that Pope Benedict called the loftiest choice of human freedom, a gift that carried the word, the logo, so that we might also bear witness and find that presence refreshed and ever anew. But of course, but of course, the culmination of this moment, the place where all this joy finds its wings, comes by way of the Magnificat. It comes by way of a song. Because the good news of Christ's coming, of God's unending reign, the good news that love is Lord of heaven and earth, wants company, and it wants connection, and it wants communion too. It wants every person to know the power of Emmanuel, of God with us, as it sings from age to age that we are not alone. Staring down empire and exploitation, greed and self-idolizing power, tyranny and tyrants, Mary sings, and as she does, she proclaims that this world of fracture and divisiveness and broken bonds is not the final word. Because the final word looks like lowliness lifted and a banquet for the poor and a promise long hoped for fulfilled in God's time. That's the song that Mary sings a song that proclaims joy in the memory of pain. A few months ago, some friends of mine from seminary and I gathered online for a Zoom Bible study. We met every couple of weeks for a time, and on one occasion we studied, we spent some time with the Magnificat, with Mary's hymn. At first we read the passage through a couple of times, but because hymns are meant for singing, the last time we heard the Magnificat before discussing it, our facilitator played for us a version of it that was set to a folk tune that I had never heard before. Used to hearing these words sung very differently, usually chanted in a soaring Gregorian chant, as I continued to listen, it eventually struck me that a folk tune actually feels like an especially appropriate setting for this hymn, because folk music has a long and storied history of creating protest songs, which is pretty much what the Magnificat is. It's a protest song. I bring that up because the point of a good protest song is often twofold. First and foremost, it serves to make the pressure of a future right ordering of things impend upon the now. And second, it gives a song for the singer to lean on when the work of justice is not only frustrating, but painstakingly slow. In choosing Mary to be the Theotokos, the God-bearer and mother of Christ, God has also chosen to lift up every person who knows something about lowliness and to make it clear that the poor, the outcasts, and the oppressed share a special connection to God. It's a profound protest against the world as it is. And because of that, because of that, I think it is God's continual hope that we will make the same choice, 
that we will join Mary in every verse of her song, that we will find courage to make the promise and pressure of Christ's coming impend upon the now, and that we will find joy sweetened and pain softened by singing together. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.